As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The royal family shows up for the royal ascot as Queen Elizabeth skips the horse race. The horses really are the biggest, you know, her favorite part of, you know, the, the summer season. And so I think she was probably devastated. Prince William and Duchess Kate planning a big move as Andrew is cut from the Order of the Garter. The powers that be know that Andrew cannot be in the spotlight right now. And why was Queen Elizabeth and Prince Harry's meeting only 15 minutes during the Royal Jubilee? Well, Royal expert Jonathan Sacerdoti helps us break it all down. I think it's totally understandable that she was saving her energy as best she could for all the events that she wanted to be at if she possibly could. We've got that plus so much more in today's Royally Us. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina, that's Christine. And despite it not being Jubilee weekend, we still have a lot of royal news to get to. There is so much to talk about, but it did feel a bit different this week. I guess it was a, a, a bit like the stories were a bit lighter. There wasn't quite so much going on as last week. Yes, but not quite so, as much going on, but still a lot to talk about. Yes. We're going to break it all down. But first, let's see what you guys have to say about last week's show. Um, Daniel Wallace said the whole celebration also put a clear emphasis on the future of the monarchy, talking about the Jubilee, which um, is, you know, I definitely uh, makes a good point. It seems like the queen is almost kind of slowly handing everything over to Charles and William and, you know, getting ready for the future. Yeah, we definitely did see a lot of what the future looks like. There is this sort of nice, you know, passing of the torch, so to speak, when Charles and William step into events that the Queen would normally, you know, sort of be present for. Yeah. So it, it was a, a strange sort of passing of the torch. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bella would. A lot of people had, a, of course, a lot to say about Harry and Meghan. Um, Bella says, I highly doubt that any royal acted belligerently towards H&M after going on TV and trashing them. It's amazing they were invited at all. At all. While Kat said if Harry was looking to mend fences, then he should have started with an apology. Uh, he has trashed them. So it seems like a lot of people um, were on the royal side to all of this. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Even though we barely saw Harry and Meghan and they really didn't do much during the Jubilee, they were still so much a part of the conversation. Yeah, it's like, like we've said it before. They can't win. They can't lose. It's kind of a lose-lose situation pretty much, actually. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, so they, you know, they showed up, they represented the queen or they, they honored the queen and they did what they had to do. And, you know, and they quietly went home, which is, I think, what they wanted to do, kind of slip under the radar. We'll talk a little bit more about um, Harry and uh, Meghan a little bit later, but first let's get to into our Royal Roundup. 
and kick it off with the Royal Ascot because the Royal family did step out, but noticeably absent was Queen Elizabeth. And we know how much she loves her horse races. So I'm sure this was hard. This is a five day event. And she did issue a, a statement in the program writing. I have been most grateful for the continued kindness shown to me by the racing community. In my Platinum Jubilee year, I was interested to learn that in support of the Queen's Green Canopy Initiative, Ascot Racecourse and the Crown Estate have planted 70 oak trees in Windsor Great Park, each of which is linked to a local school. I hope you all have an enjoyable and memorable time, and I wish connections of the horses running this week the very best of luck. I'm sure this was hard for her to miss this one because I think that this is probably one of her favorite events. It's so hard. We've said this a few times, but the horses yeah. really are the biggest, you know, her favorite part of, you know, the, the summer season. And so I think she was probably devastated. Again, I think it's just, it's just like a real kicking you when you're down sort of thing to miss the events you really love. Oh, definitely. But like we said, uh, the royal family did represent with Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall um, leading the procession. Princess Anne was there, Princess Beatrice and her husband. So uh, it was well represented. There are five days to this event. So who knows if she'll be showing up to um, later ones. She has been struggling with mobility issues, which has sidelined her for a few things. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's been so difficult to, you know, for her to miss out on these things that are sort of iconic moments that we would see the queen. I think it's just sort of, again, reminders of what's maybe to come. Definitely. Well, the queen did make an appearance at the Order of the Garter because Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, was installed as a royal lady of the Order of the Garter. Uh, Camilla's appointment is significant as those who marry into the royal family are rarely included in the order unless they are the spouse of the monarch. Now, she made her feelings of Camilla uh, clear earlier this year when she used her Platinum Jubilee message to share that Camilla will be known as Queen Consort when Charles becomes king. So this is also a big event. A lot of the members of the royal family were in attendance. But yes, uh, Camilla, this is one step closer in her being named queen consort. Yes, definitely. I think it's another another um, sign that the queen is hugely um, supportive of Camilla's future role and really has become quite close to Camilla yeah. uh, because this is something that the this is a role that really the sovereign gives out, um, you know, as a show of sort of respect and gratitude for service to the sovereign in the grand scheme of things, it's the highest order in the United Kingdom. You know, it's the, it's really the biggest thing that the queen could do for Camilla aside from, you know, saying, I want her to be queen consort. Um, so it really is a huge show of support from the queen to the Duchess of Cornwall. Yeah, definitely. And this, this is a huge event. This is a big spectacle because every June, a grand procession of knights take place at Windsor Castle accompanied by a marching band. Prince William was there, uh, obviously Prince Charles, um, but noticeably not there. And this caused a big uh big to do was uh prince andrew so despite him being a knight in the order he did not appear in the public procession or any public aspects of the ceremony even though he was listed in the official program now royal sources did say that this was a family decision for him um, to be withdrawn from the event last minute following discussions led by prince charles and prince william um the, like i said this decision was so last minute that his name was printed in the order of service that was handed out in the ceremony I'm so I'm so confused by this. Like, why is he still like even in conversations to be going? Right, why is this even part of the conversation? Right, it should right. just be a blanket no. Yes. I, mean, I, I do wonder if it was maybe a way to sort of like um you, you know appease Andrew saying you can't be there, but we'll still put your name on the list. I mean, he is still technically a knight of the garter, and technically you can never not, you know, you can never be removed from that order, yeah. technically. Yeah. Um yeah. 
So I wonder if that was just sort of a way to appease him, but the powers that be know that Andrew cannot be in the spotlight right now. I know there was a lot of, there was a story that came out where he's sort of trying to, you know, favor his way back in and, you know, rejoin Royal life. And everyone is shaking their heads like, no, 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 you cannot come back. <laughs> no, just stop. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially um, since I don't think he's really, you know, I don't think he's gone away the last couple of weeks. There's still, there's still stories of either he's at church with the queen or, you know, this order of the garter thing. It's like, he hasn't actually sort of fallen off the radar the way that he's supposed yeah, to be. No, he's still, I, it just seems like, I don't know, like maybe he just doesn't, I mean, this is all speculation that he just doesn't get the magnitude of what he did and what is what he was accused of. So um, yeah, he really needs to take a step back. And I feel like once Charles does become King, I think like we won't see much of Andrew at all. It yeah. seems like, um, but who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. Well, a scary moment for Prince Harry because he took a tumble off his horse during a polo match in California. Photographers captured the Duke of Sussex thrown to the ground after he fell at the Santa Barbara Polo and Racquet Club. Um, scary moment, but he did brush himself off, got back on a new horse and continued um, with the event. But it's scary, those them falling off those horses. I know. Well, for us, it, my sister-in-law used to do show jumping and she would fall off the horses all the time. So I think when you're used to it, yeah. it's, you know, no big deal. Like Harry just got up and brushed it off. And then for you and I, it would be a huge, right. terrifying yeah. ordeal. But <laughs> But it seems like he attends a lot of these events. You know, he, uh, yes, he loves yeah, he's doing the, the ch- polo matches for charity, I think, throughout the summer. Um, and usually it's a big celebrity draw. Uh, you know, you always see someone famous pop up. I think I saw David Foster was there this time. And he and his wife, Catherine McPhee, are really close friends with the Sussexes. So... Uh, it was, you know, it's such, it is a polo in the summer is such a fun family event. It's nice to get friends together. So I think it was a, nice to see them out. Definitely. Yeah. And for a good cause. So yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of good causes, I love this story. The Duke of Cambridge hit the streets of London this week to sell issues of a UK magazine that supports the homeless. Uh, the future King asked passerby if they would like the latest copy of big issue magazine, which is sold by homeless people, long-term unemployed and those that need money to avoid going in debt. Um, So retired police officer Matthew Gardner wrote on LinkedIn, my brother-in-law was in London today and saw a celebrity. So he took a photo at a distance. The celebrity saw the covert surveillance effort and crossed the road to investigate further. What an honor to have a private moment with our future king who was humble and working quietly in the background helping the most needy. I love this so much. Um, the um, Matthew went on to write that uh, his brother-in-law didn't have any money with him. So Prince William had a, like a credit card machine and swiped it through and gave him uh, the big issue magazine. And I just think that this is so great. It was so undercover. Like there was, right. the, it wasn't meant to be a, a big deal. Um, but of course, you know, when you're Prince William, you're going to get spotted. I know. I did see a couple of stories pop up on Twitter after this came out of a, of certain people saying, oh yes, he once, you know, volunteered at my soup kitchen or yes, I saw him at this, you know, organization. And it's incredible to think that they, that the Royals are doing things quietly that we never hear about. You know, they're always in the news, but then there are those, events or you know those moments that we don't actually see them but they're still doing good work definitely i love it so much all right well now it is time to spill the royal tea and william and kate are planning on moving to windsor i know christine you and i have talked about this for quite some time but it seems like this summer it's definitely going to happen right yeah that's all the reports are leaning towards them moving um out to either windsor or berkshire this summer it's a little bit confusing because windsor and berkshire are not the same place um but 
there's somehow reports that they're moving to both. Um, but it sounds like they're going to set up camp at Windsor Castle or it, within the Windsor, you know, Royal Park. Um, there's several houses there that they could choose from. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, Windsor Castle's enormous. Surely there's a couple of spare bedrooms. You know? Yes. <laughs> um, until they settle into a house that they can find out there. I think that they were just getting a little claustrophobic. You know, the kids couldn't remember the kids were spotted getting ice cream a few weeks ago, and it's probably starting to feel a bit claustrophobic that the kids can't kind of be kids because London is such a microscope for them. No, definitely. Yeah. Well, to break this down even further and to tell us what happened between Queen Queen Elizabeth and Prince Harry during their meeting during the Jubilee, we sat down with Royal expert Jonathan Sacerdoti. Take a look. There's this big story that Kate and William are really moving to Windsor, right? That's right. Uh, I think more or less coinciding with his 40th birthday, uh, they're making this move. It's been rumoured for a while that they do it, and now they are doing that, which will bring them much closer to the Queen, mm-hmm. and possibly it'll give uh, give them a different way of being able to bring up their kids. I think that they've always been very aware of of the strains and pressures on the children of their public lives. And I think this will give the children the opportunity perhaps to be able to live a slightly more shielded life from the press within the larger surroundings of where they live in in terms of private land and stuff like that. So I think that's uh, one of the considerations that may have been in their mind. And I think they are meant to be keeping their current uh, residence as as a London base where they can be as well. So it's not going to be complete difference where they never see their old home again. Right. So it seems like the kids were probably a big factor in the move. Yeah, I think that. And I, I guess as well, also the Queen, because, you know, as, as we're seeing her able to do fewer engagements in person when they involve movement and also a lot of forward planning, if they're not sure how she's going to be too far in advance. I think that um, it means that also they'll be closer to her. And as he is getting closer to taking on more responsibility all the time, and Prince Charles as well has obviously increased his workload over time, deputising for the Queen, um, then I think that that will make it easier as well for them to perhaps give him that training as he's going on um, for with a, with a view to really one day, you know, being the monarch himself. Yeah, definitely. Does this, because uh, it seems like Charles and William have been working pretty much hand in hand, you know, lately. Will this kind of make that more difficult um, in the, you know, coming months, years? Well, I don't suppose it will. I mean, let's let's not forget it's not we're not talking millions of miles between right, yeah. these different locations and, and they also don't necessarily travel quite like you and I. They won't be sitting on a sweaty railway station <laughs> waiting right. for a delayed train. Uh, so I think they're probably able to to see each other and be in touch as often as they need. They have offices and, and uh, courtiers who work for them to help coordinate everything. So I think the tight coordination between the members of the family will, will only get actually tighter and better rather than worse as a result of the move. There's, there's no way they're going to do something now that would jeopardize their ability to keep in touch and, and keep a, a solid unified front in terms of how they face the world and carry out the activities that they're meant to. The Jubilee definitely was a successful weekend. There was a lot of high moments, but of course, a lot of people were talking about Harry and Meghan and what did happen, what didn't happen. And, you know, William and Kate not seeing Harry and Meghan. Do we know if they spoke afterwards and if there's any communication whatsoever? Because it seems like, um, you know, based on reporting that there was a, a frosty response from the royal family to Harry and Meghan. There was definitely a frosty relationship there. I think that 
I've said over and over during the Jubilee period that I think the royal family played it pretty much perfectly. They did invite Harry and Meghan, and they have always said that they're much-loved members of the family, and they treated them just like that, I would say. They, they were picked up from their private flight by the, the Queen's own transport. They were taken to Frogmore Cottage, where they were put up, even though it now has other royals living in it, usually. Um, they were treated exactly as they should have been as family. They were invited to a certain number of the events. Uh, they were put with the rest of the family during Trooping the Colour um, to watch in private. So that was, again, treatment like any other royals in the family. I think they were, they were treated very well. And they themselves had said they had wanted to escape the glare of the media and the public as much as they had had to suffer during their time as working royals. And I think the royal family respected that, keeping them out of public gaze as much as possible. I think we saw why, because when they did go to the special service of Thanksgiving um, for the Queen, we saw that they were booed on the way into in, into the service and, and that was obviously quite upsetting to them and, and their fans so i think perhaps the royal family were right to try to steer them away from that sort of reception knowing how most british people i think do do see them um harry remember was once one of the most popular royals in the royal family and that's really gone south since they left the country uh, and left the working royals so the brothers i don't know um they didn't have any public um, moments where they met or talked or showed affection for one another. We did see them a while back now unveiling the statue of their mother, Princess Diana. Um, and there they, they seem civil and, and polite to one another. Uh, so I don't know if there's any sense of an actual rift. I, I did speak to a source during the Jubilee celebrations, actually, who knows both brothers and who works even uh, with with them and has worked with them and he said that the tensions that are talked about in the media are actually overblown and that it's not really something uh, that is as bad as it's made out but then on the other hand you know as a friend of both of them that might be the official line that's being put out so I don't think we can know we certainly didn't see any overt public displays of affection between the two brothers we don't know if they've spoken since uh, we know that also William and Kate uh, are said not to have gone to the birthday party for Lilibet, um, their, their daughter, and uh, Harry, Harry and Meghan's daughter. And that, again, was, was seen by some as a snub, but of course it wasn't a snub. They had other engagements. They were in Wales, uh, fulfilling their duties as still working royals during the Jubilee celebration long weekend. So I think it was not really fair to expect them to attend a private birthday party, even of, of William's brother's daughter. I think that just shows their dedication to duty and service, uh, following the rules that are there for them in their role and their sense of responsibility. And I don't think it's fair to criticize them for not having been there. Of course, Her Majesty the Queen did get to meet Lilibet during this trip, which is great, I think, for her and also uh, for Harry and Meghan and their children. Mm -hmm. Was it, were you surprised that it was, a, I mean, there was reports that it was only a 15 minute meeting between Harry and the Queen. Are you surprised that it was such a brief um, encounter? I mean, obviously there was a lot going on that weekend, uh, so many different events being pulled in so many different directions, but were you surprised that it was such a brief meeting? I can't say it was. I, I'm not sure it's that brief. Um, right. I mean, we're talking about someone in their 90s and a baby. Uh, and I think that given that she was working very hard to maintain her strength and ability to attend, again, the things that are there as part of her duty as the monarch, uh, the celebrations, the, all of the events marking that 
historical landmark in, in not just her life, but the, the life and the history of this country. I think it's totally understandable that she was saving her energy as best she could for all the events that she wanted to be at if she possibly could. And we saw that she did manage to appear several times in public and that's great. Uh, but I think the whole nation knows, you know, we, we've all got older relatives. And I think that during this period, we really saw a transformation in the Queen's presentation to the UK and the world. She went from being the leader, the, the, the sovereign, just the Queen, the head of state, to being sort of grandmother of the nation. And I think that was a very deliberate shift. And just as we all have sympathy for our grandparents, uh, those of us who still have them, um, who are older, frailer, weaker than they might once have been, we have to be respectful of their ability to show the same energy they might have had once before or, or, or their lack of ability to do that. So I think in this case, with the Queen as grandmother of the nation, everybody was behind her. Everybody was hoping that she'd have the strength and, and not, no pain so that she could stand or walk or appear at the events that she wanted to be able to be at. Mm -hmm. And that she spent 15 minutes of that energy and time and strength at this birthday party or just before the birthday party for her her latest arrival in the family her great granddaughter i think is wonderful and i'm sure that 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 the parents of lily but harry and megan also wouldn't particularly want to criticize her for it well i say i'm sure we'll, we'll find out pretty shortly if they do because it seems to be their new trade uh, criticizing members of the royal family for getting things wrong by them well jonathan makes a good point you know even though that their meeting was only 15 minutes 15 minutes might be a lot for Queen Elizabeth at, at this point. You know, she's dealing with those mobility issues. She had a jam-packed schedule. So I'm sure everybody was just um, so happy that they could spend a little bit of time together. Yeah, I think just any any amount of time together was probably really special at this yeah, point. Definitely. All right, well, moving on to our Royal History Moment of the Week. And the Queen has become the second longest serving sovereign monarch in history. As of this week, she has been on the throne for 70 years and 127 days, second only to Louis XIV of France, who became king at the age of four. So I don't th think that she's going to be the longest reigning monarch in history, but second is pretty good. I know. It's, second. it's so it's wild to think that she, you know, Louis XIV became king at four, yeah. whereas Elizabeth came, became queen at what was it? 24. 25, 27? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, still is catching up to him. <laughs> That's Crazy. Wild. Yeah. It really is. But what what an accomplishment. Seriously. Um, unbelievable. Yes. Really, really admirable. Yes. All right. Well, moving on to our pint-sized palace. And now we know why Prince Louis may have been acting <laughs> a little cheeky during the Jubilee pageant. Zara Tyndall's husband, Mike Tyndall, uh, remains a, fa a fantastic source of royal family news because on his podcast, The Good, The Bad, The Rugby, he defended his nephew, uh, who made headlines obviously over his behavior he said the kids were the stars of the show louis he gets he was just wanting to have fun and my two are always mischievous so it was trying to keep a lid on there are a lot of sweets out back though so they had a complete sugar high it's tough for them they're all young it's asking them to sit there from two till five it's a long time so as any parent knows you just do whatever needs to be done couldn't agree with you more um it's it's, it's, it's so difficult. relatable so you know relatable. it's like, like feeding them sweets under yeah. you know it, during commercial breaks like just be quiet sit nicely <laughs> exactly I know I was out to dinner with my kids and it was taking longer than expected we were there for like three hours and it's like you just give them as many sweets as many <laughs> things that they want just to keep them quiet and happy right. exactly <laughs> whatever it takes yeah it's nice to again we say it every week at this moment but it's nice to know that they're just like us they have the same parental struggles that we do 
That totally, totally. All right. Well, that is it for this week. A lot of big royal stories, but a fun royal week. Christine, thank you for breaking it all down with me as always. Yeah, I loved this one. I love that that the story about the suite. I'm gonna <laughs> laugh about that all week. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for watching. Keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.